This episode is brought to you by Disney+. Plus. For the Bell family, basketball is everything. But can they navigate the game of life together? Based on Kwame Alexander's critically acclaimed best-selling novel and narrated by David Diggs, The Crossover, streaming now on Disney+. Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Pre-Game Podcast. Guys, I have to apologize to all of you. Uh, We have not had a pre-game podcast in about three to four weeks uh, due to uh, life gets busy sometimes, and uh, that's what happened. And it, it got it got busy for me. And I apologize for that because I haven't been able to get with my best friend David and talk Broncos football on the pregame podcast. As always, we're here with David. How you doing today, man? Good, good. I wasn't going to bring up who was uh, at fault for the the missing uh, of the of the pregame podcast. I wasn't going to bring up who was responsible for not making that happen over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, I <laughs> don't believe that in any way, mm. shape, or form. I am a hundred percent on the. I had to get ahead of it, knowing that you would mm. somehow find a way to blame mm. me anyway. Well, we'll never know, now, will we? Uh, either no, way, we won't. either way. Glad to be back. Uh, bye week. Broncos coming off the bye week, feeling rejuvenated. I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, at least I, I say I'm sure. I'm not sure of anything. This I'm season. definitely not sure of anything. Yeah, this is uh, this is not the season of of settled. Yeah, like I'm yeah, I'm unsettled certainty. the whole season. Yeah, yeah, gonna be for the rest of the year. Um, but I am sure that I am happy to be back with you, Jared, and talking pregame once again. Yes, no, I'm super excited to be back, guys. Thank you so much for joining and listening in. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, make sure you're telling our friend, your friends, family. Shoot, tell your foes. Don't really care. Make sure everyone understands that the Orange Weekly pregame podcast is where it's at. Before we begin, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right, David, you alluded to it in the in the intro. Coming off a of bye week, coming off of a win, which we haven't seen four games prior to that, um, and we're uh, we're heading against the Tennessee Titans and a Tennessee Titan team who's beat up at quarterback, uh, almost just as beat up as we are across the board, but has a really really strong team. How do we feel overall about this game? Just just looking at it from the from the big picture. Uh, first glance looks like another another one of these grinded out Broncos games. Uh, it, it looks, you know, it looks like another team like the Jets, like, you know, a team that has a strong defense uh, that comes in with a really effective running game uh, and, you know, questions at, qu- at quarterback, you know, kind of weaker quarterback play as far as it goes, you know. So a team that you can win against, you just you've got to start taking care of business on offense. It's not like uh, you know the I don't think well, I shouldn't say that. We'll get into it because the Titans do have some <laughs> players on defense that can take over a game, but 
you know, it really, I think, is going to be more a case of can the Broncos offense do enough to get out of their own way and win this game? Yeah, that's a, that's kind of been the uh, the the idea of the season is is can the Broncos offense get out of their own way? Because our defense is not our problem. Yeah, our defense has been playing very well outside of the Raiders game. I feel like our defense has been really stepping up and doing what they need to do. Um yeah, so let's start there. Let's start with our defense, the Denver Broncos defense, against this uh, the, the running back power of Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans offense. Yeah, and I said last night, Jared, and I'm I'm sticking with the optimism here that I think this run defense can shut down Derrick Henry. Uh, I think they will be really keyed to that. I think they will be have been you know coached the, all of this week to be really specially attuned to that. Um, and I think that who, no matter which quarterback is in there, uh, I think it's going to be possible. I think they're going to be really kind of selling out to stop the run, no matter which quarterback is in there. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be the, obviously the huge area of concern for the team after what Travis Etienne did to them last week. Um, you know, everybody remembers what Josh Jacobs did in the first Raiders game. So it's yeah, going to be a point of emphasis. I'm sure this week with that being obviously the point of emphasis for the Titans offense. And I think they can do it. Yeah, I think they can too, because I th- I also think on the outside, we're going to be able to man up with uh, Robert Woods. I think Pastor Tan's going to be able to man up with Robert Woods. Mathis, who had a great game against Jacksonville is going to be able to play pretty well uh, against their, their other wide receivers who uh, Hollister guy, Cody Hollister hasn't been playing too great. Um, Ellen, so I so think they, they have... they're getting Traylon Burks back this week. Um, has okay. been, he's been designated to ter- to return from IR. He was their, um, you know, their player that they drafted to kind of replace AJ Brown, sort of, kind of ish. Um, you know, big body receiver, six two, six three, um, two hundred and twenty five pounds, that kind of profile, uh, and has you know kind of slow start catching on but was playing pretty well until he went out with that turf toe injury that put him on uh, injured reserve uh, um and like i said he's designated to return now so could see a lot of him against pat sertan he's probably their best wide out option when he's on the field and like you said jared after him robert woods not a lot else yeah and and that's basically it and on top of that i mean you man up on the outside, you go one-on-one there, you load the box. You're going to see a lot of Kareem Jackson playing up in the box to try to stop that run, sell all out to, to beat Derrick Henry. And then what happens when Derrick Henry goes out for for screens? I think that's what really killed us in the Vegas uh, game. Uh, you, you saw you saw the screen game was real strong out there, and it was really hard to stop it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a few screens getting thrown against this defense trying to sell out to stop that run. Um, but... You know, elephant in the room here. We don't know who's playing quarterback for the Tennessee. Or, yeah, for the uh, for the Titans this week. It could be Malik Willis. It could be uh, Ryan Tannehill. We don't know right now at this stage of the game who's going to be playing. Right now, I think they're they're predicting Willis is going to be the go guy because he played last week. But it looks like Tannehill might have a chance to come back. What do you think? Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'd be really interested to see if it affects the game plan for the Broncos at all, just because if Ryan Tannehill does play, he's got an ankle injury. And from the comments he's been making um, you know, after practice this week, it does sound like the kind of injury that's going to linger no matter if he plays this week or not. But no matter when he gets back in the season, he's going to be dealing with pain in that ankle. Uh, so to me, 
it's not going to be 100% Ryan Tannehill if you are getting Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I think you're going to be able to get pressure, um, especially if it's him back there. He's not going to be as mobile, uh, not going to be able to avoid uh, a pass rush that may or may not include Baron Browning, and we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, if it's him back there, you've got less to worry about, obviously, with the legs than Malik Willis. Uh, Malik Willis right now not passing really at an NFL level that that frightens you. So, you know, you're not worried about him standing back in the pocket and dropping dimes on your defense. You're worried more about him hurting you with his legs. Uh, so if you can, if you, we do see him in there, you might see kind of a spy scenario with a linebacker um, to, you know, to, to keep him contained or try to keep him contained. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think it will um, change the Broncos strategy somewhat on defense, depending on who's in there. Um, I don't know, Jared, do you have a preference for who you'd rather see? I mean, I, I think I'd rather see Malik Willis back there because mm. I think if you can play a good gap sound defense, uh, play a good gap sound defense, you can stop both Derrick Henry and Malik Willis from taking off with his legs. Um, it's just got to be consistent on that angle and uh, making sure that we're not getting fall, we're not falling for some of the pulls, some of the stunts that the offense can do. And as long as we just say stay with the gap sound defense, we, we don't need to – come up with some special blitzes. We don't need to come up. This is just big man on big man football at this time. And um, I think we, I think we have a pretty good chance here um, with our interior defensive lineman playing big man gap gaps on defense. Yeah. There you go. One and a half gaps. One, uh, three and a half gaps, right? That's eight the three and a half gaps. gap defense. Yeah. That's the eight gap, <laughs> eight defense. gap defense. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Revolutionary. So you mentioned it. You mentioned it. Let's talk about it. Baron Browning um, on the defensive side might be coming back and be playing pretty well on the edge. Um, and then uh, Cooper on the other right now. Do we have a status update? Do you, I, I'm sorry, I don't. But do you have any status update on um, on uh, our other edge rusher, uh, Randy Gregory? Uh, I do. He is not off of IR yet. Um, he's. I think he's eligible to return next week. Um, okay. So, yeah, we will not be seeing him. Baron Browning said today that he wants to play. Um, he's feeling like he probably could, but it just depends on how the rest of the week goes. He will almost certainly be one of those questionable game time decisions. Um, but, you know, the the depth of the Broncos pass rush without him will certainly be tested. You're going to see a lot of Jacob Martin out there uh, alongside Jonathan Cooper if Baron Browning can't go. And it's you know, an area on this offensive line, um, you know, kind of a weakness for the, for the Titans. You've got Nicholas Petit Frere on the right side uh, of that, uh, on that tackle spot. And then Dennis Daly playing left tackle right now, neither of them having banner seasons. Uh, the, the guard play has been much better for the Titans than the tackle play right now. So yeah, if you can get some, Effective players and effective edges, edge rushers coming off that edge, it's going to be really, really good for you. But you may not be able to do it with rushing just four if Baron Browning's not in there. Um, now, Jared, you know we've seen Ejiro Evero dial up the blitz this season. He's he's brought been unafraid to bring pressure, and he's usually pretty effective at it. He's you know the the guys in the secondary are usually holding up, um, and that that blitz is getting there uh, before the ball can get out and, and really gash maybe, you know, a hole in the secondary that, that appears. Um, so what do you think, Jared? Are they going to be able to generate effective pressure with blitzes of that kind, even if Baron Browning can't go? Um, I, I believe so. I, I think that we're going to be, and again, the other problem is, is depending on the quarterback. 
Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's Malik Willis, I think that your your blitzes are coming only from the inside, mm-hmm. and that's basically the only place you can send him because the outside's going to have to play safe uh, so that you don't let him get get on the outside with his feet. Um, because we're going to be playing man. I, I can almost guarantee we're going to be playing man most of this game. And uh, it's it's going to come down to whether or not we can control and, and contain Malik Willis. If Now, if it's Ryan Tannehill, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, you know, then we can start, yeah, dialing up uh, uh, known passing downs, third and longs, third and mediums. We can start dialing up some special blitzes, and we'll see what goes from there. But right now with Malik Willis and Derrick Henry back there, I think the blitz, you're, not, you're probably going to see less blitzes, maybe one or two to try to stop him in the backfield, see if he can get in between the guards. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 thinking that we're not going to dial up a lot of blitz. We're just going to hope that we can get penetration uh, with the guys that are in there uh, without without needing to send extra people. Definitely. So um, yeah, and then like I said, so you you mentioned it, center guard uh, combo for this Titans offense is their scary part, which is why Derrick Henry is so good at what he does. Our interior defensive line doing okay, but like we said, we've seen him get get gashed in the last couple games. Um, what are you thinking about uh, Deshaun Williams and Draymond Jones and, and how they've been playing um, so far this year? Well, Draymond had his best game of the season against the Jaguars. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Deshaun Williams has been serviceable. DJ Jones has been good. Um, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things where you're not at that, you're, you're not seeing the elite play that, out of them that you need to make the inside linebackers irrelevant. And that's, you know, we've been, what we've been talking about all season. Um, yeah. So the inside linebackers are relevant right now. Uh, you're going to have Josie Jewell playing. That's good. Um, Jonas Griffith is going to be back in there too. I, I'll bet we'll probably see Alex Singleton rotated in there quite a bit. Um, but so, yeah, I would expect to see a lot of, a lot of linebacker rotation there. Um, but yeah, those interior defensive linemen, that's going to be, really the key matchup of the game to me. Cause like you said, that's where they're finding so much success with Henry. That's what he does so well anyway, is using that big body to run between the tackles. And if, you know, if they don't stop that at the first level or at least slow it down pretty significantly, um, it's going to be a long day. I would, is Mike, yeah. what's, what's Mike Purcell status? Is he, did he get injured for the season? I, I apologize. It's been so many players have been, <laughs> taken taken yeah. out for the season here you know yeah let's see Purcell um give me just a minute and I will yeah. tell you yeah. no he played versus the Jaguars so he's not out for the season um but yeah uh so you know I think if he's available you're probably going to see a lot of him rotated in there you'll probably see a lot of heavier four-man fronts uh with Derrick Henry in there um, I think they'll try to adjust that way. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see. Yeah, well, we're going to have to. You know, it, it's sad. Where That's where we are in the Broncos season this year. Um, we're just going to have to see. Now, hopefully coming out of the bye week, our team starts working together as a team a little bit more, specifically the offense starting to get some things going that we've been I don't know, asking for since day one. But you know what? It takes time, and maybe that time, uh, that, that off time rejuvenated them, and they come back, and they're they're working together as a team, and we score more than 21 points again, and and everything goes well, right? Yeah, yeah, boy, you're... Yes, yes, no, you don't know. I, <laughs> I know, I'm, my, my, I... Op- 
my optimism's there. But before we switch over the defense, imagine this, David. Sit, sit with me. Ta- I'm going to take you to a fantasy land, David. You oh. ready for it? Oh. All right. You're watching the game. Uh-huh. Your kicker's lining up for an this, onside kick. This fantasy is already different than I thought it would be. Go ahead. Yeah, different fantasy. Sorry. Yeah, we're, football fantasy. Football fantasy. All right. So you're you're lining up for an onside kick. Mm. The chances of regaining that possession are slim. The stakes are high, and the tension, David, the tension is so much higher. I'm trying. Uh, do you see me cutting it with a knife now, Jared? Your oh. pulse. Your pulse is racing. Oh. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands, and. You can make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bet if your team wins. So check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So if you want a same-game parlay in this game specifically, you want to take... Russell Wilson's yards, and you think Jerry Judy's going to score that touchdown, take that same-game parlay and make sure you use it with the stepped-up same-game parlay. To make things even sweeter, you could throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So this is what we need you guys to do. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place one $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NFL using code TPPN. Minimum age restrictions require, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Did I get you, David? Did I hook you? I, I'm, I don't know what happened on that onside kick. What, what's, where's the closure on that story? I, I, I'm just going to assume that we don't get it. Oh, I just, I, 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 or, or we do get it, and then we score, go down there, we score, and we win the game. Oh, yes, that's better. Yeah, I, like yeah, I was going to let your imagination run with it, though, but I don't think that's going to work. No, no, because the imagination has been spoiled by uh, the reality that has been the season so far. So oh, the reality of the Denver Broncos offense. Ugh. Yeah, let's yeah, let's 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 um, let's, let's talk, get, David. Let's get the worst news out of the way right now, uh, which is that KJ Hamler was added to the injury report today with a hamstring injury. Uh, so, yeah, limited practice today. Questionable for Sunday's game. It's always the. It's always the thing with those speedy wide receivers. Those hamstrings are just so, so delicate, it seems like, because they're just running their asses off all the time. Um, But it's it's real tough because it felt like the chemistry that the offense was starting to put together was because uh, K.J. Hamler was helping to stretch open those zone defenses that have been giving us so much trouble. And Greg Dulcich was working those underneath the underneath parts of those zones really well. Uh, and it was it was working. So now you if you miss in that field stretching element, you know, it's going to be that much harder for for the Broncos to adjust to the zone defenses like they had been in that last game. Um, I don't know, Jared, it's it's, it's that's a tough one to 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 see uh, to start your win your practice week. Yeah, no, that's tough to see. And if he does say he can't go, he's not going to be able to go, you think? I, I you know, limited. it just said limited, but it's, you know, it's a new injury now, you know, it's a re-aggravation of an injury. It feels like, right. I, yeah. You know, I just, so it's, if he it, can't, 
if he can't go, the only thing that I have solace in, and I, I do think it's a drop-off. This is in no way, shape, or form an, an exact replacement or someone that can ex- ex- spread the field the same way that K.J. Hamler is. But Montreal Washington is going to get some good playing time on that offense uh, in, his, in his speed as well. So you might see him playing that role of getting over the, over the top. Now, I don't think he's going to get open the way that K.J. Hamler used to be able to, um, but he's going to be able to... to play the system to be able to to spread the defense, especially those zone defenses out. But I agree with you, David. I, I, I loved the fact that we started using the middle of the field to spread the open the offense on those zone offenses on the zone defenses and using Greg Dolchitz underneath. I think it's something that we've been trying to use all all year and it kind of started working a little bit against the Jaguars. And uh I, I think that's what you're gonna continue to see out of this team against this this Titans defense. Um so the other thing we got to mention too on the offensive side is obviously our running back situation. In the trade for Bradley Chubb, uh, we got Chase Edmonds out of uh, Miami, who is um, he's not a terrible running back. And I know that we've had some running back uh, situations in the past. We, how, However you feel about Melvin Gordon, I still think he's probably going to be our number one guy. I don't know how much we're going to see of Chase Edmonds, if we see him at all. But with the injury, a couple injuries to Mike Boone and obviously the IR to Jam- uh, Javante Williams, uh, we need that that uh, running back depth. So I'd see Melvin Gordon in there and then see Chase Edmonds getting a few touches here and there. How, how are you feeling about it? I think you're right. Um, I Especially Edmonds, I think, uh, offers a receiving threat out of the backfield um, that, you may, that we may see the team try to take advantage of early, try to set up a screen or two for him uh, to see how that works. Because, um, you know, he's a smaller-bodied guy. Uh, I think he's like 5'9 or something like that. Um, Less than two, maybe not less than two hundred pounds, but like two hundred and two pounds, something in in that weight range. Um, so yeah, receiving threat out of the backfield is going to be more his profile than bruising in between the tackles back. Um, and yeah, that 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 you know anything that can generate you know short to medium yards uh, in the passing game right now is going to be a help to us. So hopefully that's going to be his biggest impact. We'll see if he can add anything more than that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you might see him in those passing downs for sure. Melvin Gordon with his, I mean, he's he's a decent receiving back as well. He just has, has had a, a really rough year this year, but I, I do think he's our number one guy. He's our go-to guy. I still think he's a great running back, and he can do it. Um, I'm still on the Melvin Gordon train. I know a lot of people have jumped off after the few fumbles, but I'm still on it. I think I love the guy, and I think he's going to do very well. Um, all right, last piece on the Denver Broncos offense. We'll switch to the Tennessee T defense and how you're feeling about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, ouch, puts yeah. on the IR. And we have Graham Glasgow stepping up, who played pretty well against Jacksonville when he ended up stepping in. Um, how are we feeling about this offensive line that's kind of put together? Left tackle, Cam Fleming, and then you got Dalton Reisner, uh, Glasgow playing center, Miners at guard, and then Turner, Billy Turner over at the right tackle. How are you feeling? Well, um, I mean, it, so it, it may be the last time we see Cushenberry start, honestly, is how I'm feeling about that. Because I, I think Glasgow has the ability to play well enough to stabilize that position for the interim, i.e. the rest of this season. And I mm. think if he does, that you will see the Broncos then, at that point, just decide to move on. Um, they'll, I think they'll seek another option as far as it goes there. Yeah, is um, Cushenberry in a is he in a contract year or is that next year? I can't recall. Um, but oh, either way, is. either way, he was a third round pick, and it's just not that difficult to walk away from him at this stage in yeah. his career, no matter where he is at that rate. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's been you know another up and down season for him where you just you really wanted him to see see him play with a little more consistency, and he hasn't. And it's just you know I think it's going to be one of those things where he could be one of the first sacrificial lambs, you know, in the uh, this offensive season didn't go the way we wanted it to. We're going to make a lot of changes, but probably not at head coach and definitely not at quarterback. So first guy to go is the center. That's yeah. that's how. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to make as big of an impact as uh, everybody wants it to when they say that. I don't think that sacrificial lamb is going to go over well, especially in Broncos country. Um, but yeah, but we'll, well see. that's another discussion for a different podcast. That is that is another discussion for the post the postseason podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, all right. So we're coming out of the bye. Let's, let's let's talk about the Tennessee Titan defense. What kind of what matchup? We didn't talk about on the other side of the ball, but what matchup are you really looking to see uh, the Broncos offense versus the Tennessee Titans defense? Well, we'll circle back to the other side of the ball because we haven't talked about Justin Simmons, who has also been limited in practice, and I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Um, but uh, to your original question, it's going to be Quinn Miners uh, versus Jeffrey Simmons. Um, and you know, just the interior of that Tennessee Titans defensive line, uh, is really their strength up front in the, in their front seven, it's going to be their nose tackle. And then of course, Simmons, who's, you know, a perennial all-star, it seems like, um, Quinn Miners has been having a heck of a season. Um, and you know, Simmons of course may line up against Dalton Reisner and rush from that other side of the interior defensive line. So it'll be a matchup worth watching there as well. Uh, but he has the ability, you know, there's just, it, it feels like at least once a game, maybe twice a game, you see instantaneous pressure coming up the, mi- the middle of the Broncos offensive formation and Russell Wilson just has no chance. Uh, and he, he's just swallowed up immediately. And you, uh, that's, you know, Definitely nervous about that because of how good Jeffrey Simmons is. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be. Ma- that's the matchup I'll be watching at the very least. What about you, Jared? Yeah, I mean, and not to mention Tier Tart over right next to him too. Both those guys in the interior are going to be able to yes. cause havoc uh, mm-hmm. to Glasgow Miners and Reisner on that interior. So yeah, you're right. That, that watching the interior just open up like a sea when we're in passing downs is very difficult to watch. Um, I think the matchup I really want to see. Uh, you know, I love I love the passing game. I want to see. Uh, rookie second round Roger McCrary against either uh, Cortland Sutton or, or uh, Jerry Judy. Mm. Uh, something that we saw in the Jacksonville game that I was really excited about is you you see the play call the play design to get the ball out of uh, Russell Wilson's hands and less time for him to make whatever decision he wants to make and just give get the ball out of your hands like you got one two reads then go or good or dive. Don't take forever to try to make a decision because I don't think he ever will if you give him that option. So, right. Um, so, he's just going to keep like his eye down the field. He's, I mean, it's just going to be he's keeping his eyes down the field because he wants to make this pl- the splash play always. He wants to make the big play always. So, mm-hmm. what, what I want to see is some of those. We, we saw it coming out of Jacksonville uh, or in, in London. Now, the first couple passes he did, I think he his first one was almost picked. His second one was picked because of it. But the quick slants, um, the behind the uh, the back shoulder fades, stuff like that, that a second-round rookie is not going to be able to cover Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy on those things. Jerry Judy on the slant, Cortland Sutton on the back shoulder fade. I don't think a second-round rookie is going to be able to keep up with them if we can pick on them. Because on the other side, you got Fulton, um, Christian Fulton, who's been playing pretty well this season, also a second-round guy, 2020 guy. Uh, but he's been playing pretty well this season. So I, I want to see that rookie matchup uh, against our wide receivers. Yep. 
Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, what about you? All right. Now let's switch it over. Um, circle back. Circle it back. Um, so you've got Justin Simmons out, knee sprain, not play, not practicing today. We will see if he, he his status changes throughout the week. But you've already lost Caden Stearns for the season, probably. Um, he's on injured reserve at the very least right now. Uh, so what do you think? I mean, you've got PJ Lockback there um, still. He, he, you know, he's dealing with a little bit of an injury himself. What do you think about that safety depth back there, Jared? I think that's going to be key for me because, uh, you know, we're going to, like you said, we're going to have um, Kareem Jackson in the box a lot in, in run support. Yep. So you're only going to have one guy back there and he's got to be able to hold up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of man play, and I wouldn't be surprised if they even pull him down, pulling uh, Turner, uh, Delarian Turner Yellen down and, mm-hmm. and play a too too strong safety look and let Kareem Jackson drop back. Um, I I kind of I kind of like that look a little bit better because I know that he can play that deep piece if we need him to, um, and or slash any tight end that's trying to leak out uh, over the middle. I, I like Kareem Jackson over there. Um, now I'd love to have Justin Simmons still, right? He's the leader of our defense and, and we'd love to have him, but yeah, that injury of the free safety situation this year has been rough. Um, I, I don't know, like there's certain things that you just can't control and injuries are one of them. And you're like, ah, oh, man, this is tough. The start, the free safety. Luckily we're playing a team who's not going to be able to make big splash deep plays on us and we're not going to need him as much, but you know, follow that up with the chargers they, they are going to be able to do that. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to do that, and we're going to need him back and healthy in that time. Yeah, totally right. All right, what do you think? What any, anything else before we roll it on to score predictions? The old predictor Rooney. The old predictor Rooney. Mm, no, let's let's go. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's roll it. Yes, that's uh, by Chef Boyardee. Mm, uh, sponsorship pending. Um, <laughs> so since I wasn't actually ready to give a score prediction, I am going to let you take the first so stab. You, you spent, you spent all your time coming up with predictor Roni instead of actually coming up with a score prediction. And if I had to make the decision over again in how <laughs> I prioritized my time there, I would make it the same way. I'm comfortable with, yeah. uh, with, with, uh, the decisions I made. I'm okay. I'm okay with that because I'm ready, David. Excellent. I'm ready to say that this game is going to be another Broncos snooze slugfest. Yeah. Uh, another run game heavy. Our offense can't seem to work it out, and um, the unfortunately, this is probably the first time in a long time I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to lose. Um, I know. I know, man. I'm sorry. I. I, my faith in the Broncos is real low right now, and I love Derrick Henry and what Derrick Henry can do to opposing defenses basically by himself. And I, I don't trust our interior defensive line or our interior linebackers to just be able to hold him the whole game. They're going to get some good plays on him, right? He's going to have some losses, but he's going to average about four yards per game, and it's going to take forever to get down the field, and then our offense is going to go three and out, and then we're going to be in a tough position. So I, I predict this be a slow one. I predict they're probably going to be held to a couple field goals because our defense is really good at that. Um, so my score prediction is probably going to be uh, 12, 12 to, I think maybe we get six, 12 to six, 12 to nine, maybe. I, I, I Until the Broncos can show me that they can score in the red zone, I, I, 
it's it's going to be hard for me. This defense is really good, and I think unless Russell Wilson and everybody just all of a sudden over the bye week they went to Maui and 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 got it, um, I I just don't have the faith. And I hope they prove me wrong, David. I hope I hope they go out there and they're like, you know what? Screw you, Jared. We're going to go out there and make these touchdowns. But uh, we'll see. Well, I'm shook. Uh, I'm shook, Jared. Uh, I, 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 I you, you don't often pick against the team. Uh, and it makes me, in fact, I'm so shook that I am going to move away from my original pick, which was going to be against <laughs> the team. Yeah. And now I'm saying Broncos win 17-10. And 17-10, okay. Yeah. And I like I, it. Who gets I, the touchdowns for Broncos? Who gets uh, the touchdowns for the Broncos? I think it's going to be a rushing touchdown. I think you're going to see Melvin Gordon get one. And okay. I think you are going to see a passing touchdown. Oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Greg Dolchich. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how you. Why'd you say it like that specifically? Because uh, in my head, I had, it had the cadence of the Ghostbusters song. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Great. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's, yeah, don't hum that too long. We don't have the we don't have the rights. No, we don't that have song. the rights I've been to that. Yelled song, that once yeah. before, man. I've You've been never at. been yelled at. You stop it. <laughs> I you used can... the Jeopardy song. I used the Jeopardy song for our uh, love that. when and, you, and I got you. I got yelled at. Facebook yelled at me. So oh, you got you got a old the old uh, wow. So the company didn't even uh, bother to yell at you. It's just Facebook being like, hey, you can't do that. Yeah, like, hey, that's you that you don't own that song. I know you don't own that song. I'm pretty good. Nice. Like, you don't know me. Wasn't you don't that, know me. Wasn't that brought up at the time? I feel like that was brought up at the time. And uh, oh, as we were going, yeah, I yeah. think so. And I think they muted uh-huh. the whole episode. Like, if you go back and watch the episode, I don't think you're allowed to listen to it because mm. I used it for every mm. slide. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh man! All right. So, any final closing thoughts before we end this one off, David? Um, I, I you know, I, I I get two more, three more days of optimism. Uh, now because it's it's you know it'll be thursday by the time anybody listens to this maybe friday we'll see but um yeah we've got that post buy optimism going on anything could happen uh could be fixed everything could be great now probably not but we'll see it might be <laughs> we'll see it might be there. oh man mm-hmm. I, I my final thoughts for now is man i, I if you would have asked me before the season how I'd be feeling it halfway, I, it would not be whatever I'm feeling right now. And and honestly, I, you could ask me right now how I'm feeling halfway, and I don't know. I'd have no like, I I want to be optimistic. I want to believe in the team. I also want to be realistic, and I want to understand that we're just not doing it right now. Um, but you know what? We're we're Broncos fans through and through. We're here no matter what. We'll be rooting the Broncos regardless of how we do, and uh, and we 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 that's what we're here for, man. Uh, every single every single week, you can find us anywhere. You can find us on so all your social medias. Um, we got a bunch of uh, products for you. We got the flagship show, Bourbon Broncos No BS. There's an Orange Weekly after dark on Monday night after Monday night football. The Bourbon Broncos No BS on Tuesday. You got the post-game podcast. You got us here at the pre-game podcast. Then you got a tailgate talk. We're all over the place. If you want to find Orange Weekly content, you can. So make sure you guys are following, subscribing, commenting, and liking everything you possibly can. Really appreciate you guys listening. And David, we're going to end this one off like we always do with a very strong 
Go Broncos! Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.